I Tell Stories is brought to you by Somewhere, Cannabis Dispensary, Portland, Oregon, Illock Supply, and people like you. It was all I could think about. Bottles of rum, we drinking now. Get off my stool, I'm thinking how. My brethren next to me sinking scowls. Pass that shit with a winking smile. Marijuana, you stinking pal. Muskets and sabers could drink the now. Background piano with a blinking style. Friends with Benjamin, but we some veterans. And if you got a scheme, we consider it. After them pieces, after them dividends. Trying to rise from the seasons we living in. There's my co-anchor, and this is the week that was. In Mississippi, Sheriff's Deputy Jared Hagan and Lieutenant Troy Russell responded to an unusual report of a camel wandering around <laughs> near the Evelyn Gandy Parkway. Okay. Upon responding, they discovered Clyde, a camel who was <laughs> cool and seemed to be very interested in his hat. In his hat? He had a hat? The, uh, the deputy. Oh. So, yeah, they said Hagan, Hagan said the camel was cool and seemed to be be very interested in his hat, so the officer used it to lead Clyde back to safety. Man. Clyde's all right. That's fantastic, Clyde. Oh, my God. I did not expect a camel to lead off the week that was. In Mississippi. I mean, I guess it would be rather odd anywhere in the U.S., but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Clyde the camel. Yeah, I like that. It's unknown if he's an associate of Lester this year. Oh, my God. I know. I wonder. Um, so, in Mississippi, you said I heard you say? Yep. Oh, dang, that's pretty crazy. Check this one out. I got something kind of interesting. An Illinois man was on his way back home from work when uh, family members having lunch in his kitchen heard a loud boom hit the side of the house. Boom. According to the local news reports, they don't think anything of it. You know, they're just sitting there like, what the fuck? And then maybe like a half hour later, their father-in-law, who was on his way home, uh, walks in through the back and finds a slide in their backyard. A very, very large slide, as the guy is uh, said to say, Devin added. He later learned it was an emergency evacuation slide that had fallen from a United Airlines airplane landing at Chicago O'Hare International Airport on Monday, July 17th. So basically, and then to top that off, what it was, they did maintenance on it, and they inspected it. I don't think they realized that it was, like, loose. And then they they seen that it was missing. But, yeah, fucking one of those big evacuation slides that you would, you know, deploy or whatever, big metal thing, came flying off the plane and hit the side of their house. Does insurance cover that? I don't know. I just... I don't not know. Not a typical occurrence, I wouldn't think. That's, I hope not. I yeah, I know that. That's. Uh, could you imagine? What if like? I mean, there's so many freak things that can happen in life. Like for example, one time I was just driving down the street, minding my own business, and a tire came flying over my hood, like the rim and all and shit, man. And uh, some truck, the tire came off, popped off, bounced down the street, came flying right over my hood. So I mean, I guess things can happen, but holy shit. Uh, uh, slide from a plane hitting your house is a new one on me, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's... So that's on the week that was. David Rush of Idaho, who owns more than 250 Guinness World Records, added to his total by balancing an umbrella on one finger for three hours, 46 <laughs> minutes, and 16 seconds. That's amazing, actually. It is, like... <laughs> Seems rather tedious or monotonous, I guess. Yeah. Better. But know. yeah, I guess he's. I've seen a couple from that gentleman. I can't remember. They're 
I don't know if they're all just like super obscure like that, but hey, yeah. what a guy. What a guy department for sure. Hey, you know, on uh, another note, uh, the week coming up is, uh, well, the week this is going to air is going to be Shark Week, which we do have a couple of episodes, people. Bull Shark, Mago Shark that are uh, have already aired. Um, but on Shark Week, you're going to love this, my friend, coming up. Uh, uh, it features a highly anticipated special entitled Cocaine Sharks. All right, I'm guessing around Florida. <laughs> I think so. Where British marine biologist Tom the Blowfish, that's that guy's name, Tom the Blowfish Heard investigates whether sharks need an intervention in the Florida Keys. <laughs> the concept behind the show is based on drug smugglers dropping cocaine bales overboard and from planes during difficult situations. Local fishermen have reported finding these bales washed up on shore with missing chunks. Heard believes the topic is relevant. As various substances, including legal and illegal drugs, enter our bodies and wastewater systems, potentially affecting marine life once they reach the ocean. That makes sense to me. Uh, The researcher shares his experience studying the effects of different substances on various fish, including the limited research on cocaine. Mostly conducted on tiny zebrafish, apparently. Um, But if you want to watch Cocaine Sharks, uh, it airs July 26 at 10 p.m. Any of the Discovery streaming stuff. Um, They also test whether uh, lemon sharks show more interest in inflatable swans uh, and stuff like that. Pelicans, floating bales, etc. To kind of test their theories. But the theory behind it is is that uh, there's probably a lot of cocaine that gets dumped off the coast there, I'd imagine. For a lot of different reasons. And it's not like it's like when they dump this shit. It's like tons, right? Some, you know, they're not just throwing a pound in there. So, I mean, <laughs> you would think that maybe, like, you know, whatever circumstance happened and a, a shark's curious, you know, they take a chomp off the cocaine. That's a thing. So cocaine so sharks. sharks are like Robin Williams in the 80s. Like, I don't have a cocaine problem. It's everywhere. Right. Sorry. No, no. And so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I love that. That's actually pretty funny. Great. Robin Williams, come on. But, um... Yeah, so fish cocaine is a thing, and um, I guess that uh, lends a whole new meaning to the term uh, shark frenzy. So, (laughs) anyway, on the week that was... A factory-sealed first-generation iPhone from 2007 was auctioned off for $190,372.80. I'm glad they got the 80 cents. Um... (laughs) The four gigabyte model is considered the holy grail for iPhone collectors. Oh. Uh, the model was quickly discontinued in favor of the eight gigabyte model. Well, yeah, it's like anything else. The the shittier models, the the higher collectible item, you know, right? Because the yeah. you know everybody threw them away, so then there's only like ten of them left in the world. Makes them rare. Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. Collecting cell phones. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, like. I guess I kind of get it because we all collect shit. And as I'm learning as I grow older, my friend, people have a lot of different interests than what I even know about. Okay, like, I mean, and sometimes I'm learning that, like, when you see people act certain ways on TV shows, there's people out there that act like that, and that's where they're getting it from. So, right on, I guess. I wouldn't pay that for a fucking iPhone, though. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's pretty Especially insane. For- that um okay i got a i got a week that was that might uh be interesting to a lot of folks um uh las vegas uh nevada home apocalypse pit doomsday productions um the police there served a search warrant in connection with the unsolved slaying of 
rap icon Tupac Shakur, who died in a drive-by shooting on September 13, 1996 in Las Vegas. The search warrant was served in Henderson. As part of the ongoing Tupac Shakur homicide investigation, the police released a statement confirming the search warrant but declined to provide further comments on it at this time. The Oakland City Council voted to rename part of MacArthur Boulevard in California in honor of Tupac this year, which is pretty badass. And uh, MacArthur's like a... Have you been through Oakland really, Owen? Not extensively. I... Generally, I know like the hills are super nice, and you get into like, right? Yeah, well, some straight. Oakland, Oakland, and yeah, uh, straight, they, they ain't playing out there. No, they're not playing. Uh, straight Budge knows about that stuff. MC Straight Budge, nicer than East Oakland. Asked them about San Leandro. I was like, isn't it pretty nice? And this response was, nicer than East Oakland, blood. <laughs> yeah, that was that's one of the ultimate responses. Um, from but, like a hippie dude, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> MC Straight Budge. Um, God yeah. rest. God rest, indeed, man. Um, uh, after this, though, let's see. Um, so, Tupac's murder uh, occurred six months before the fatal shooting of rapper Notorious B.I.G., which also remains unsolved. I haven't heard any news on that. This literally shocked me that they served a warrant, and I didn't see much about it, but a quick blip on our local news here, actually. Um... Let's see, I just want to rattle off some crap real quick. Tupac Shakur, considered one of the most influential and versatile rappers, secured five number one albums and had a significant impact on the music industry. That's uh, something we all kind of know, but I really thought this was neat. Uh, according to uh, Luminate, an entertainment data company, Tupac Shakur has sold 33 million albums and has accumulated 10.1 billion on-demand video and audio streams. That's pretty Damn. Yeah, I mean, so for people who are kind of like, whatever about Tupac, uh, that kind of shows he, that, like, you know, it, a lot of these, like, older acts, too, man, we forget, like, uh, and I'm a Tupac fan, but I'm going to speak it for everybody that had, like, a large fan base, say, in the 90s or whatever, and then you go to their Spotify, right, and they have, like, you know, maybe a million streams, which is quite a few, right, but the, the songs they did were massive. Well, people... Their albums sold like motherfucker back in the day, and everybody who listens to that music has a copy, and they don't stream it. <laughs> so that's the that's right. how that's how things change. So there's this little gap where like musicians of the era, if they didn't really blow up, probably got kind of screwed over, you know, because it's just how shit works. Anyway, that was uh, my week. That was as far as that goes. I'd love to hear another one from you, though, my friend. Uh, something near your neck of the woods out in King County, the sheriff's department responded to a call from a delivery driver claiming he couldn't deliver a package because a llama was occupying the roadway. Oh my god. Uh, the sheriff's office posted on Facebook um, they found said llama in the roadway refusing to move. Uh, the deputy using his de-escalation skills and standing just a tad over spitting distance was able to sweet talk him into putting him on a leash to get him off the roadway. A second call regarding the llama came in reporting a missing llama, huh. and they stated, quote, We were happy to reunite the owner back to their furry friend, and the driver was able to deliver the package most likely ordered through Llamazon. It's so terrible. That was bad. That was even what the fuck kind of was that? Did that slang term or that that idea come from the eighties? Like what the fuck? Llamazon. And also like de-escalating is de-escalation skills. Okay, police. Not everything you do needs a fancy word for it. He, uh, you know, I he, think they were kind of like okay. Joking I hope so. it was yeah, like like dorky dad. 
I know. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm kind of giving the whole situation shit too. I do, uh, I do think that's great that uh, the llama and their owner were reunited. I actually have a, an animal story too, Owen. I, I know that's a shocker that we run these animal stories and has nothing to do with, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with cocaine. Um, a, uh, a five-year-old. Oh, this is okay. This one I was excited, and I'm glad that you don't have it because I was like, dang, this is right up Owen's alley here. Um, a five-year-old sea otter known as Otter841 has gained national attention after images of her aggressively wrestling surfboards away from surfers off the coast of Santa Cruz, California. Circulated on social media is how everybody's kind of getting big on it. A team of wildlife experts from the California Department of Fish and Wildlife and the Monterey uh, Bay Aquarium have been trying to capture Otter 841 since last week due to concerns about public safety because apparently she's like, I want them damn... And she like sits on them. I've seen a picture of her like sitting on this... that's, That's the same one from a couple weeks ago. Is it for sure? There's remember, still- yeah, we we reported on an otter at Santa Cruz that stole three surfboards over a weekend, but I guess she got back at it. Yeah, she's still at it. Habitual so- offender. Oh my god! So we did fucking okay. So this is a yeah. follow up. You know what sucks is I yeah. did. I, I did, we did a follow up. We were just talking about this, okay, on accident. Uh, professionalism. So I did actually try to look into the uh, the wallaby from last week that uh, escaped from the petting zoo in Oklahoma, and I really Ooh. I did I looked I actually uh, followed up with uh, the Oklahoma paper that ran an article kind of, and uh, there's no news. It's just an unknown thing. Uh, yeah, so poor Rue. We're, we're gonna keep you guys, yeah, uh, yeah. We're gonna keep you guys posted on that. But apparently, so Otter eight forty one is still at it. Eight forty one and Lester stars of the show. All right. <laughs> so yeah, um, but. Otter 841, okay, so here's something that maybe we didn't get at before. Uh, the otter's aggressive behavior, which includes approaching surfers and damaging surfboards, is highly unusual. And the reason behind it remains unknown. Otter 841 was born in captivity, released into the wild in June 2020. So, okay, that's something that I didn't know from before. And is tagged with the number and equipped with a radio transmitter for monitoring. Fans of the otter are urging authorities to leave her alone pointing out that she hasn't bitten anybody, right? And behaves like a dog playing with chew toys. All right. Yeah, I kind of like that. I'm sure the servers are pissed, though. They're like, hey, brah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking A. You know, yet again, stay the don't fuck out of the ocean. My board. <laughs> yeah, don't wheeze my juice. Hey, like, um, oh, that was disgusting. Why did I even say a polysaur <laughs> thing? God, I, I might have to cut that shit. No. Um, anyway, so... Uh, Southern sea otter, yeah. <laughs> Southern sea otters once uh, nearly extinct, with a population of about 50 in 1938. Damn, talking about like running low, are uh, now managed by the Fish and Wildlife Service and listed as, as threatened under the Endangered Species Act. Um, their current population of approximately 3,000. Um, sea otters play a crucial role in maintaining healthy coastal ecosystems by controlling sea urchin populations, which is a thing, and which all the surfers would be bitching about if there were no otters. Right? I mean, I can't, uh, you know, and uh, the, and also it notes here that sea urchins can uh, damage kelp forests and other habitats that are important to, like, everything, basically. So, uh, these sea otters are super important because I... As I know which i'm not a ocean scientist <laughs> um anyway biologist yeah i know what was george what george the episode with marine the biologist. yeah marine biologist okay so anyway i'm not a marine biologist but i do know that uh, otters do exclusively feed on those urchins like that that's uh, one of their big things so that makes sense to me and um yeah yet again um 
We don't belong in the ocean. I had urchin in Sicily, so maybe that's why I like otters. We, we get along, get down on the same shellfish and yeah. whatever in urchin. I don't know. If it's, I think right. it's shellfish. But. Right. I mean, but like seriously, like I'm with the people who are like let the otter be because like yeah, it could have my surfboard. Yeah, you know, like, I'm just saying, it's like, we don't belong in the ocean, fuck, you know, make that otter beach, maybe she'll have some pups and that'll be a thing, and then it'll be the most urchin-free beach there is, right? And sticking with Shark Week, a uh, Massachusetts man was surprised when he was reeling in a bass and a shark jumped out of the water and took a bite. Oh my god. It turned out to be more than a bite, when he finished reeling it in, all he was left with was the fish's head. Yeah, that sounds like a Mako shark. Where was that again? It was in Massachusetts, like by Cape Cod. Yeah, shit. So, Who not knows? That uncommon, but still, like, what a rough day for the bass. Like, you're just <laughs> swimming along, and then somebody gets a hook in your mouth, and then not only are you eaten, but then the fisherman gets your head. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like God. Bad day. Yeah, that sounds like a rough patch. You know, all these animal things make me think about. Um, about something our, our new addition uh and that would be uh fresh from the fields of the sorry farm a polish gamer broke guinness world record by playing football manager for 453 days and 15 hours which equals to 528 years and 137 days of in-game time Jesus. and i know i'm being a hater here people like different things <laughs> But this sounds like you coach a soccer team on a video game, bro. Like, oh, my God. Go for a walk. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that's pretty bad. I'm not sorry. I mean, sorry. no, that's sorry. That's fucking <laughs> terrible. No, don't be sorry. What, does he make money? I I don't know. And they interviewed him. I'm, I wasn't going to do our listeners a disservice. But... Oh, Goodness. Yeah, it was. He talked about how much joy and satisfaction he got out of it, especially managing like a small, like a lesser-known Icelandic team, like yeah, online. Like, so it's not like like. A, so it's a video game. Yeah, it's a video game, and it sounds as if you don't even like play the game. You, you just, just tell the guys where to kick the ball. Like, hey, in the net. Yeah, you know, basically. Like, well, run I'm, like the Dickens. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, right. No, it's like, I bet you, it's like one of those games, like, uh, a lot of these, you can just manage a team. And so you don't even do that. You just start your players and pick, like, your defense style or whatever, and then you let it run a simulation. So he's yeah, not... He, he's he, not really doing much. No, he's not doing anything. I don't even know. And I did. This is from years ago, but this was... <sighs> would definitely qualify for the sorry farm a man in florida wearing a t-shirt that said who needs drugs in large print and then in smaller print no seriously i have drugs was arrested for drug possession oh man i encourage you guys to go uh look up that mug shot i'm not sure how you'd find it but yeah yeah it's right. it's, yeah. it's it's impressive it uh definitely <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm what sure you'd expect. <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure his uh, his lady's name is Metheny Spooky Tooth. There you go, Metheny Spooky Tooth, which will be a... We saw her here in Billings trying to, like, steal a Red Bull a couple <laughs> weeks ago, me and my homegirl, Leela. Metheny Spooky Tooth was running a mug. Fitting, huh? uh, we were leaving town for a couple hours, and it was like, all right, bye, Billings. Yeah, outside of town pump Metheny. casino. Yeah. No, this wasn't at a town pump. It was a <laughs> holiday. 
Yeah, we oh, even better. from our gas station overlord. Yeah, that's an that's impressive, my friend. Um, I love it. Fresh from the fields of the sorry farm people. I'm telling you. Um, credit More to, to M- credit to MC Spray Budge on that one, my friend. Indeed. Yes. Nice installment. We're gonna be running that. Hey, if you guys, uh, you know, we don't bash people, but if somebody deserves to be on an episode of the Sorry Farm or like a, a thing, a segment, go ahead and drop us a line on Instagram or something, and uh, of the article or whatever, and maybe we'll uh, we'll run it. I'd love to do some stuff like that. You know, and it's just it's more like for uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, shit, man. Sometimes you gotta call people out on something. You know what I mean? That's really all that is. Like this guy, like. I don't know how, like, you can get some sort of, like, satisfaction. I mean, if he makes some money off it, I guess. But it sounds to me like all he does is do that. And, um, I don't know. Managing a team of nothing (laughs) doesn't seem like a very... Like, I mean, I don't... I, I mean, teach their own, like you said, man. But how do you, like, get some sort of sense of fulfillment? Like, whose life did you make better? the players i don't know like, like what do you talk to your friends about like oh and then the one game you know we, they scored a goal at the lap you know it's like uh, whatever yeah. it is. and it's like what did it look like <laughs> well i don't know because it's a simulation and then <laughs> yeah but i did pick some new jersey colors <laughs> yeah that's pretty bad that was a great sorry farm my friend um i'm glad you yeah i'm glad you like you know because I, I almost didn't want to do it because i really don't like to hate on what people are doing but that just seems like an incredible waste of time oh my god yes yes don't do that people there's so many better things you can do um like hit your head against a wall <laughs> yeah no don't do that yeah don't do that not uh what was that who who's guitarist we would max yeah dude. it's not funny but it is like, god bro he later on passed what was it uh after a rough life or something like oh my goodness that was terrible. Yeah, you bit got of any- a rough go. Yeah, rough go. At it. Do you have any more week that was? Um, I do not. I think that about sums it up. Polishes it off. I'm gonna go ahead and throw one in that I, I found this morning, and I'm just gonna kind of do my best here because I think it's interesting. But uh, Australia baffled, like the whole country, guys. Australia baffled as an unidentified mystery object washes up on the beach. Police have a been baffled by a mysterious unidentified dome that washed up on West Australian Beach. Uh, the giant metal object was found by locals at Greenhead Beach. Uh, it, it's really weird looking. It looks like a, it's, it looks like it's like brass or something, and it's really large. Like it could almost be like a big kettle with a pot, but I don't even know. Uh, the state and federal authorities are investigating that, item, which is not currently believed to be from a commercial aircraft. It is being treated as hazardous. Uh, we reassure the community that we are actively engaged in a collaborative effort with various state and federal agencies to determine the object's origin and nature. Uh, they have the military involved. There's a lot of things that are, like, saying it may be from, like, a UFO. <laughs> okay. Um, the other things, though, is that it could very, very well be a, a fuel cylinder from an Indian rocket. And then their concern would be it could contain uh, toxic materials. And I don't think they're talking about any sort of hot curry. I think it's just could be some fuel or something but i just thought it was a pretty cool story because uh they're all baffled like how do you not know like have an idea uh, they, did they not like try to take it apart or i don't know how you'd go about that but it seems like you'd have like some i think i had a better guess it looks like a big kettle that maybe fell off a ship i don't know 
<laughs> Give me an idea here, people. Anyway, on the week that was, I hope this sends everybody into a pleasant week. Uh, whenever you decide to listen to this, or a pleasant evening, whatever works, I don't care, midweek. Do your thing, man. Right on. Much love, everybody. Indeed.